0: It's the morning launch, brought to you every morning by CAP Knowledge Network. The perfect way to start your day with informative, inspirational and leadership-centered content curated and designed to kickstart you and your team. This morning we are featuring organizational psychologist and host of TED's podcast Work Life, Adam Grant explains how the real stars, on the court or at the office, have one surprising trait in common. In 2010, the Miami
1: Heat tried to build a dream team around LeBron James and two other stars. And LeBron promised that they would win some championships. LeBron,
0: tell us about that. Not two, not three,
2: not four, not five, not six, not seven.
1: But they struggled to even win close games in the regular season. So the next year, instead of picking up another star, they added Shane Battier. And Shane told me people were not impressed.
2: And people looked at my limitations and said, well, Batty is not athletic, and he doesn't run pick and roll, and he can't really dribble. But
1: here's the weird thing. When Shane was on the court, every one of his teams was statistically more likely to win. He ended up becoming a key contributor to the Heat's back-to-back championships. So I asked Michael Lewis, the author of Moneyball, to explain it. So he wasn't athletic enough to, to stop Kobe Bryant but he was smart enough and kind of canny enough to force Kobe Bryant to places on the floor where he was a less efficient shooter. So he was doing all these things that are very valuable that no star would bother to do. Lots of stars means lots of egos. And lots of egos means infighting. In a team, you could actually have too much talent. Look at the evidence from soccer. Teams with a mix of stars and role players actually win more games in World Cup qualifying matches. We see the same pattern in NBA basketball. You are actually better off with two stars on the court than four. And the same is true in Wall Street teams. The secret ingredient that role players bring is humility. But we've all been in situations where we might be worried about being too humble, like in a job interview. (laughs) We also counsel leaders not to be too humble. But what do the data actually show? Let's compare humble leaders with narcissistic leaders. We've done this in American and Chinese companies, and lo and behold, it turns out that humble leaders are significantly more effective. Their employees are more productive and more innovative. But there's a third kind of leader that gets even better results, and that would be called a humble narcissist. (laughs) How can you be humble and narcissistic? They sound like opposites, but they're not. Because narcissism is about believing that you're special. And humility is about recognizing that you are fallible. Now, for the narcissist in the room, and your spouses know who you are, (laughs) this is not an excuse. My point is just that humility and confidence can actually go hand in hand. You can have both. Because one of the Latin roots of humility is actually about being grounded. It means from the earth. And that kind of sensibility is what Shane Battier brought to the Miami Heat. He recognized his limitations. He looked for ways to improve his game, like studying stats on opposing players. And one day he turned to LeBron and he said, hey, when you guard Kevin Durant, make him shoot over his left shoulder. And
2: after that, every now and then he'd say, hey, Batman, you know, what, what you got on this guy? There's not much you can teach LeBron James, the best player in the world today, uh, but I like to think I, I made him a little bit better with some, with some arcane math.
1: Humility is underrated. It gets a bad rap. It sounds like a sign of weakness, but in the best teams with the best leaders is actually a source of strength. It keeps us from from resting on our laurels because we know that excellence is not about believing that you're the best. It's actually about always striving
0: to get better. Thank you. Today, as you meet and greet your team, remember these key points. Number one, lots of stars means lots of egos. Number two. Your team must have a mix of stars and role players, with fewer alpha players and more B and C players. Number three, humble leaders are more effective, but the most effective leader is the humble narcissist. Number four, humility and confidence can go hand in hand. Number five, humility is underrated and often confused with weakness, but it can be the team's biggest source of strength. You are the leader and you have the awesome privilege and responsibility for people's lives and their families. Your people should know you got their back and that you believe in them. You're ready to start your day. Now go make it a great one.